0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Tonight on Dr. Anonymous' show 194, this will be a lot better than show number 193. Just don't don't listen to that show. (laughs) Uh, Coming up tonight, of course, it's Saturday night, and uh, Kat will be here. We'll be talking about some news stories from the uh, past uh, week and just. uh, Chatting it up for the next two hours or until I just get tired and frustrated and angry. But that won't happen because that happened on show number 193. So we're going to have a good time tonight here on Saturday night here uh, on Block Talk Radio. So uh, we'll talk about a bunch of stuff tonight. Uh, All that coming up on the Dr. Anonymous show coming up uh, starting right now. Media. This is the Dr. Anonymous Show live on a Saturday night here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Mike Savella and I am Dr. Anonymous. To find out more information about me, just type Dr. Anonymous into your favorite search engine. I should be the number one link on that first page. You can also go to dranonymous.com. That brings you uh, some blog posts and some. TV interviews that I've done here uh, this this past week, especially something about uh, Four loco. What is that? Just go to DrAnonymous.com. dot I can explain that all for you. You can also go to DrAnonymous.net. dot net. Shout out to all two hundred ninety one people who like the show. Yes, somebody no longer likes the show from versus last night. Probably explain why. <laughs> also, some exclusive behind-the-scenes video of me doing this show. You can also go to org. That brings you to the iTunes page where you can uh, download this show. You can leave a comment. All that good stuff over there. You can also listen in real time to this show on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Palm Pre, Droid, and now Windows 7 phone. Just direct your mobile browser to blogtalkradio.com slash Dr. Anonymous. Today is Saturday, November 13th, 2010. It is 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And the temperature here at Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters is 57 degrees Fahrenheit. That's right. We're not in Minnesota where it is, I think, snowing and below zero. (laughs) Sucks to be that. Coming up on this show tonight, yes, we have cats coming back. I know that's why all you people are here, to hear the beautiful and lovely cats on the radio here tonight. We'll be talking about some news stories from this past week, some uh, medicine and health-related news stories, maybe some entertainment news stories, and some silly news stories here. But first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show again tonight on the front page. For those of you who are new to the show, I've been a social media hobbyist. Since 2005, Dr. Anonymous is the name I'm blogging under. As you know, I'm no longer anonymous, but what's my real name there, kids? You can't think of it, can you? (laughs) I guess I keep the Dr. Anonymous name to represent all those docs out there who are not on social media but need to be. And if you're curious, I am a family physician in full-time private practice here in beautiful and warm... Northeastern Ohio here for a November evening. And if you're listening live, you can see my shining face here on the webcam here this evening. Just go to the top of the chat room box. Click on the webcam icon. You can see me doing the show right before your eyes. Before we go to the break here, I do want to give a big shout-out to the people in my chat room here this evening. We have Hybrid Medic. We have MD Student 31, the very popular Reverend Rock Dog. We have Yaakov, and we also have Brandis, who is uh, <laughs> in the midst of writing a novel this NaNoWriMo month here in November. I know I'm slacking off again there, my friend Brandis, but maybe next year. <laughs> uh, so we will go to our break, and uh, after this break, uh will be our good friend Cat. Kat coming on the radio here. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show, a member of the Family Medicine Education Consortium. You can get there by going to fmec.net, and also a member of the Better Health Network at getbetterhealth.com, and also a member of the ProMed Network, of podcast. You can get there by going to promednetwork.com, and we'll be right back with cats. <laughs> the Dr. Anonymous show live on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, on the line with us, uh, we have right now my, my good friend, my good friend Kat. Kat, how are you doing this evening, my friend?
2: I'm very, very cold.
1: <laughs> what is the temperature where you're at there, Kat?
2: Well, at this minute, I'm not sure, but earlier today it got down to like 61, the last I saw, and it's windy. So, I'm cold. And I I'm like shocked that it's only a few more degrees higher here than it is in Ohio.
1: So,
3: <laughs> I'm
2: all snuggled up in my leopard print snuggie.
1: Ah, uh well everybody in the chat room has you've already made their night there. So, uh, but uh uh so so our good uh-huh. friend uh Jay Man, snuck in the chat room and your sister is in the chat room here this evening. So, uh Hey.
2: No. Is she under Mel, Miss New Orleans, or is she a different name?
1: She's like this mysterious name here in the chat room. So, uh, so, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with that. She's trying to hide. Not not really. I have no idea.
2: No, uh, I think she's just sick of the name Mel Miss New Orleans, which I happen to love. So, ah.
1: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Mel, <laughs> Mel. So, uh, how are how you doing? Uh, how did how, your day today, today go? So, in case people don't know, I had a show last night, and uh, I, basically I sucked. It was horrible. It was awful. Uh, but the I'm With Stupid show, which followed this show last night, was awesome. So, uh, I'll encourage people to uh, check that out. But uh, I just wasn't feeling it last night, Kara But Today, just kind of started over. Had a great day. Now, uh, I'm ready for the show here tonight. What do you think?
2: I'm ready, too. Let's rock it, baby.
3: <laughs>
1: oh man! Well then, let's uh, let's uh, let's see. Let's let's jump into this thing here. Let me let me play, let me play the the this is the the, the medical news theme, and then we'll we'll get into this here. So oh, okay. Story here tonight comes from the uh, Los Angeles Times. You've probably heard about this this week. These new ads that are going to be on uh, cigarette packaging. This is from November 11th. The title here is uh, Cigarettes to Carry Grim Warnings. And I, th- I think I do have a uh, an audio clip here to go with this. Let me, uh, yeah, let me let me play this, and then maybe I'll read the story, and then we'll talk about this here.
4: Corpses, cancer patients, and diseased lungs. These are some of the images the federal government plans for larger graphic warning labels that will take up half of each cigarette package.
2: Everybody who buys a pack of cigarettes will now, I I think, um, have uh, an opportunity to be um, faced with some pretty dramatic warnings and some pretty dramatic labeling that, that has not
0: ever existed before.
4: The warning labels are part of the 2009 law that gave the Food and Drug Administration authority to regulate tobacco, including marketing and labeling guidelines. The hope is the labels will make smokers reconsider lighting up and start thinking more seriously about their health. We have just
2: under 450,000 Americans who die every year prematurely from smoking and secondhand smoke exposure making it our country's leading cause of preventable death. It also costs the health care system almost $100 billion a year.
4: The FDA is proposing 36 labels for public comment and will select the final labels in June. Cigarette makers will then have 15 months to start using the new label. Sandy Kozel, The Associated Press.
1: So this article goes to say that the labels will feature either drawings or photos illustrating graphically the dangers associated with smoking, and will be accompanied by text stating that smoking is addictive or that it kills. The picture is featuring such things, such as a diseased lung, a corpse, and a man smoking a cigarette through a uh, tube, like a tracheostomy tube, and uh, not quite. That uh, goes on to say not quite as grim as used in other countries. Uh, you know, I, I saw, I saw this news story and I saw some of the video and, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not really impressed with it. Uh, I don't even know if it's really going to help, but it's, it's, it's good news. It's good kind of shock value, but you know, down the road, is it really going to help stop smoking? I, I don't, I don't really know. Do you have any thoughts on that, Kat?
2: Well, I mean, I, I think that, I mean, it, it's, it's 2010. I think people know now that cigarettes kill. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of things that people do that can eventually kill you or can cause cancer. Uh, not that I'm downplaying the cigarettes, but it's like, okay, so putting a picture of, first of all, I would, I'm surprised they would put a picture of a corpse. I can see maybe a diseased lung, but a corpse, I mean, that's just gross. And I I think, okay, so the people who who bought cigarettes before and saw the label that said can cause cancer and all this, that's going to make them change their mind. I mean, yeah, it's more of a shock value and stuff, but if somebody's really addicted to smoking cigarettes, it doesn't matter what you put on there. Now, if you put a diseased lung inside the pack of cigarettes, then maybe. But people know it kills. You know, why don't they just make them illegal? You know, they're, it's like, come on. You know what I'm saying?
1: I know I know it's just like i don't I don't know what they're trying to prove with this thing here. It's just uh it's just another thing that uh the government is just trying to do to to think that they you know that they uh they care about smoking or they care about cancer or whatever, but I mean I don't know i' i've seen I've seen some of the things in other countries, and I haven't really seen a decrease uh decrease in, in smoking because of these kind of shocking type pictures and things. I mean, I don't know what the answer is either, but I'm not sure this is it.
2: Well, and people that are addicted to smoking, a lot of those people, the majority probably even, want to quit. It's just not that simple. You know, it's not that easy. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there smoking who wish they weren't smoking, who don't really want to smoke. So what they need is, is you know, whether it's uh, nicotine patches or counseling or hypnotism or whatever, but the picture isn't going to just make their addiction go away. You know, right. it's not like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, there's you know, there's cancer patients who are dying of lung cancer who still smoke.
4: You know, it's yeah.
2: not that simple. It's a true addiction and and you can't just when you're addicted to something, it's you can't just quit without, you know, I mean, maybe there's some pe- there's a few select people probably out there who like my grandmother smoked for so many years, and she just quit one day, cold turkey, and never went back to it. My dad, when he was younger, I think when he was in the, I think he was in the army, or he was in one of the, I think he was in the army when he was real young, and he used to smoke, and he qu- he's also just stopped smoking one day, cold turkey. I mean, there's some people that can actually do that. But people who are truly addicted, it doesn't matter if you cover the pack with with pictures. They're, they're just going to put tape over it, like masking tape, and keep smoking.
3: <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, they
2: would actually have to put an actual diseased lung in the pack of cigarettes to make people quit, I think. If, if, you know, or it'd be like, ugh.
3: Yeah, I I'm, I'm not
1: sure what you know what they're going to do but it's just, it's it's uh it's it's weird. It's it's weird and it's crazy and it's just I I don't know what it is but uh a corpse?
2: I mean, yuck. Yeah. You now, and, and are a guy smoking through his tracheostomy tube. Well, do you think any pictures stopped him? Right. <laughs> he still right. smoked he he lived those pictures. He has a tracheostomy and he's smoking through the fricking hole in his neck.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's real
2: hard. Cigarette company. I mean, believe me, it's it's a it's a bad habit. It, it's obviously it causes it can cause cancer. It can kill you, you know. But unfortunately, that problem is out there, and cigarettes exist, and this, you know. I, but I think you know nowadays less people smoke, more people are quitting. It's not like in the fifties where where everyone smoked, you know, where that was just the thing to do, where people right. smoked everywhere, you know. So oh, as yeah. time goes on, less and less people will smoke, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, so moving on here, what the. Um, kind of uh along the lines of uh <laughs> the government getting into <laughs> things we talked about this story last night and I talked about it on my blog this uh, uh this week too is that these these energy drinks it's like there's more stories on these energy drinks um like uh Four Loco and uh, there's a story here from oregonlive.com and uh, it says your Oregon officials consider banning alcoholic caffeinated energy drinks Oregon officials went to the Food and Drug Administration to issue an expedited ruling on the safety of these popular fruity-tasting energy drinks that mix alcohol and caffeine. Concerns about the health risks have uh, grown with recent cases nationwide involving hospitalizations of college students, nine at Central Washington University, who consumed the drinks. A letter to be sent next week to the State Commission uh saying that they should ban the stuff earlier this week the washington state the state banned the drinks and uh in a related story (laughs) i'm not kidding about this of course there's been a big rush to buy the stuff before it gets banned next week so there's going to be a big uh four loco parties up in uh, washington state this weekend um but it's you know i i mean i talked about this last night it's just like you know it's really banning the thing is really going to make a big difference i mean you know college students have been college students have been doing this for years you know whether it's this stuff or you know red bull and alcohol or you know gator or whatever uh, it's just this is just another thing that the government's doing to to look like that they care about people, college students, by banning banning this one drink, but you can go down the street and get another drink and do the same thing. So it just kind of really frustrates me, stories like this.
2: It seems like the government is getting involved in what we do in a per- our personal lives more and more all the time. You know, they need to be worrying about other things like the economy <laughs> and peace in the world. <laughs> 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 Don't worry about what someone drinks or if they're smoking. Or I mean, it's good to be aware of things. It's good to be aware. Like like you were saying last night, I mean, it's important for people to know if they're going to drink a Four loco to know that they really are drunk, even though they may not feel drunk because of the caffeine, they really shouldn't drive when they're drinking that. You know, things like that. But uh people are gonna do what they're gonna do. And right. so I don't know.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let's see.
3: Let's uh well one real quick thing too.
2: It's like, you know, people you know, they harp on the smoking and all, which is unhealthy. But alcohol, I mean, why don't they put a picture of a cirrhotic liver on a bottle of whiskey? You know, it's like, why don't people pay attention to something that kills probably more people than cigarettes, do Alcohol. Alcohol is, like, one of the most dangerous things out there, and I don't think people make a big enough deal about it. Right. All right, I right. just had to say that. I got off my – I'm off my soapbox.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so we'll do we'll do one more story in this segment here. So yeah, this is another government type of thing because it's it's kind of what these stories are themed about. So did you hear about the San Francisco story where they're banning toys in Happy Meals? Did, did you hear about that, Kat? Um, what say what? Uh, let me uh, let me play this audio clip here, and then I have a story, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. Let's find it <coughs>
5: With the bang of the gavel, San Francisco became the first major U.S. city to send a message to fast food chains like McDonald's. If you want to market your meals to kids by offering a toy to go with it like McDonald's Happy Meals, you have to meet certain nutritional standards.
2: We're so proud of San Francisco for taking the first
6: step and really being a leader in standing up for kids' health. The food industry needs to take some responsibility for providing healthy meals for our kids.
5: The ordinance bans toy giveaways in children's fast food meals that exceed certain levels when it comes to calories, fat, and sodium. And it requires restaurants to include fruits or vegetables with the meal if they want to offer a toy. Supporters hope other cities will follow the lead of San Francisco.
7: We hope that other cities look at this as a model for how to take one part of the childhood obesity question and address that.
5: Restaurant owners like Scott Broderick are opposed. He said it's not a good way to fight childhood obesity.
8: We should be talking about solutions that can really impact the problem that our families and kids have in San Francisco and not a focus on something like a plastic Happy Meal toy.
5: The city's mayor says he plans to veto the measure, but he's not likely to have the last word. Tuesday, the Board of Supervisors voted overwhelmingly to support the ordinance. At 8 to 3, that's enough votes to survive the mayor's veto. The ordinance would take effect in December of next year. Brian Thomas, the Associated Press.
1: So the story with this thing is that so so fast food joints they don't uh, uh meet these uh, set of nutritional standards of for reduced calorie salt fat and sugar. So they said you can't give away toys in the happy meals. Like what what is up with that cat?
2: Well, I mean it's San Francisco. What do you expect?
1: <laughs> All right.
2: They're probably going to fill it with granola bars. I don't know. But not putting the toy in there, see, this is just another thing. Okay, maybe they'll buy, if they really want the toy, they're going to buy the healthier Happy Meal. And when they're done at home, they're going to go have a candy bar. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this is like one meal. It doesn't mean it's just going to change their whole lifestyle. They're not going to be eating those Happy Meals 24-7. It's like that guy said. Look for a solution. This is like a bribery thing. <laughs>
3: I'm not
2: saying that. I'm not saying that bribery doesn't work on children. Uh, but it's still not. It's not going to necessarily cure the problem. I don't know if they're looking to cure the problem, but help. You know. Okay, great. So they have a little bit healthier, happy meal this one time.
3: Exactly. So I don't, right.
2: You know. I remember you tweeted something about that, remember and I put what a killjoy.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: uh, so this is a uh let's see here. Uh well we have a caller on this uh deal. So this will be interesting. See. Hello, who is this? Mel. Hey, no. Mel.
0: sister. Hey sis. Hi Mel. Chunk of the show when I called in just now. So, are you still talking about the Happy Meals?
1: Yeah. What do you got? What, yeah. what do you think, man?
0: Um, I think it's a bunch of crap.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's all. That's all. Let me tell you what my kid does with her Happy Meal toys. You ready? They end up in a crate, and then they end up in the garbage. That's <laughs> a waste of money. It's a waste of time. And some fast food places are actually doing substitutes for, like, French fries with the apples and things like that. So get rid of the toys, keep the toys. It doesn't matter. They all end up in the trash, right?
1: <laughs> so so, 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 you don't so you don't select a meal based on what the toy is. Is that, is that what you're saying?
0: Oh, my kid does. I ain't going to lie. My kid does. <laughs> if it's a good one, she's going to want the Happy Meal. If it's a crappy <clears> one, she doesn't care.
1: Ah, ah. Uh. So, so what are the most popular toys out uh, in Happy Meals now? Because uh, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. I try to stay away from McDonald's as much as possible.
2: <laughs>
0: well, there goes our uh, endorsement for McDonald's.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, McDonald's. Bring I'm back McDonald's. the breakfast bagel sandwich, and we might we might have a different tune. <laughs>
1: The breakfast bagel sandwich, really?
0: Yeah, they took that away. I wanted to cry.
1: Ah, uh, well, I did hear the McRib is back. Or did you guys? Do you guys partake of that?
0: I've never had yeah, what that. Is a, what's it made of, though? It's kind of scary. Uh
1: well, nobody really knows. It's 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 like the uh, <laughs> it's like the uh, Big Mac secret sauce. If you know what I mean?
0: Ah! whatever they find left over in the back. Is that what you're
1: telling us? Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, I, I I wouldn't want to say because they might like you know sue me, <laughs> so I can't. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, I God mean,
2: I always wonder. I, I wondered how how do you put? It's not like ribs with the bones in it. It can't be the bones. So is it rib meat, or is it just a burger with like barbecue sauce on it?
1: Uh, <laughs> well, Rock Dog says the extra bacon. Oh,
0: that's <laughs> Jesse said, "It's a barbecue sauce, onions, deep fried sawdust." <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, You're not kosher. You need to be reading the, the chat rooms; they're funny.
1: Oh yeah, this, well, this is I, the best. This is the best chat room on Block Talk Radio right here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think so, hybrid? I know I know who you are, hybrid. Don't worry about it.
3: <laughs>
0: I know who you are. It's all good. It's all what good. Is hood. Not what Hormel, poormel
1: Oh man. Yeah, Kathy,
0: you should you should check out the chat room.
1: You, 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 you guys are killing me. <laughs> I'm not on the.
0: Yeah, I'm not on the computer. I, I don't have. That oh. Let's see. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. Scary! It's scary!
1: <laughs> scary! Scary! So how how, how are you doing out there, Mel? What's uh, what's going on other than uh, you know showing some love to the show, which I really appreciate. Which is what? Just showing some love to the show, you know. I I, I appreciate. Oh, that. I
0: just thought I'd call in for the uh, the whole happy meal deal. We me have to get off here in a little bit, though. I have mom stuff to do. It's scary. Ah.
1: Well, cool. Well, mom, I, I,
0: mom, dearie, mama, mom duty's call. All
1: yeah. right. All right. Well, I appreciate you calling in there, Mel, and, and giving some love and, and giving, giving us some of your thoughts on the uh, on the Happy Meal toys.
0: Yeah. They all end up in the trash. Or, the you know, they end up as pets' toys. They do One of my dogs has a Grimace from like Four or five years ago Hangs on to it like it's You know His life so (laughs) Grimace I think Grimace is cute Grimace is so cute I think Grimace
2: is cute Mel am I low on the show
0: Yep Ugh how do I sound now? <laughs> I don't know. I'm on the phone. I had to mute my computer.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Rock Dog's trying to bring in the subject of Hooters.
1: That's right. Uh, exactly.
0: He loves love. Hooters. I love Rock Dog. Me too. Rock All right, I'm out. Y'all finish your show.
3: All, All right. right. Later Later now.
0: Love you, sis.
3: Beta.
1: <laughs> so, what do you think about that, there, Cat? How how funny was that? It was awesome.
2: Mill, no. no. <laughs> Mill. It's true though. But you know what? When I was younger, I, I think I did sort of, you know, if the toy was good, then I definitely wanted a Happy Meal because there's certain things. Like I remember once they had these little little cat stuffed toys. You know, like the you know the photographer that does the cat and the dog with the big faces. They had those little cats and dogs with stuffed animals, you know, like a little tiny body with a big head. And, of course, I needed every one of those cats. This is as an adult, though. I was in my 20s when they came out with this. I even went to McDonald's asking if I could buy uh, some of them. Like, I went to different McDonald's so I could collect them all. And I, I was never able to get all of them, but I got, like, four different or five different ones. I
3: love those things.
1: I love cats <laughs> All right. Well, when we not we take a break here, and uh, we'll we'll talk about uh, more of the stuff here. So so everybody in the chat room, just re- you know, go ahead and refresh your drink. You know, and uh, you know we'll be we're back here. Let's see. Our first story after the break will be. Uh, so did you hear about the lottery winner that uh, that bought their ticket in the porn shop? Did you hear about that?
3: No. No, I haven't. Well,
1: we'll we'll tease the audience, and uh, so we'll take a break, and uh, that'll be the first story when we come back. So uh, come back here on the Dr. Anonymous show with me and Kat, and uh, it's Saturday night. We're having a good time. We'll be right back. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. To Doctor Anonymous show live on a Saturday night here on Blog Talk Radio, and on the line with us uh, we have Cat. Cat, thank you for being a friend.
2: Ah, uh, thank you, Doctor Anonymous, for being my friend.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right. Clapping already. It's, uh, it's good, good, good times. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this lottery story, I think uh, I think it's hilarious. Uh, this so this this lottery story, it's in of all places, I think it was Michigan. So that explains a lot. Michigan people. <laughs> <laughs> Let me play this story, uh. and, then we'll, and we'll talk about it.
9: A church group, a porn shop, and a whole lot of money are all part of a story out of Michigan that is creating a lot of national attention.
8: We're still kind of in a state of shock right now, and so we really don't know what we're going to do.
9: Mike Greer is part of a church group that won a whopping $129 million Powerball jackpot, but the winning ticket came from an unlikely source, namely this porn shop. That doesn't seem to matter to the winners, who plan to give a large portion back to their church. Other than that, Greer's keeping tight-lipped on the details of the story. No many how many times reporters ask.
10: Somehow I think I'm speaking Chinese. I did not buy anything. Yeah. Okay. It just happened that one of the club members
8: bought a ticket that once. And so then the people that were in the group ended up splitting away.
9: The Michigan Lottery made history Friday... It's the first time both Mega Millions and Powerball were claimed on the same day.
8: This is the most money
7: the lottery has given away in one day. From these two jackpots alone, uh, we're giving away over $269 million.
9: Steve Mays was the other lucky winner, claiming the Mega Millions prize worth an estimated $140 bucks. Ross Simpson, The Associated Press.
1: So most of that interview there was from Mike Greer, 49, and uh, this story is from the Detroit Free Press. Um, a Farmington Hills photographer who agreed to be the public face of a group uh, of family and friends who will share the $128.6 million jackpot, he said uh, he agreed to represent the uh, represent Team Victory because he was asked, Speculation was rampant about the Powerball winner's identity after it was announced the ticket was purchased at a Highland Park adult bookstore. So how do you want to be that guy? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm claiming this ticket. I don't know who bought it, but we're going to take our $128 million to the bank.
2: I know. That's kind of crazy, you know. Um, it's good that they're giving a lot of that money to the church, but I'm just wondering if God would be wanting that money. It's dirty money. (laughs) 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 I didn't know porn shops would even sell lottery tickets. I thought it was only like convenience stores and grocery stores and things like that.
1: Well, from what I hear not uh, personal experience, but they do sell a lot of different things in those type of establishments, I've heard.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if anybody in the chat room wants to, wants to uh, comment on what they uh, sell there, just uh, go ahead and do that.
2: Cacho's No, I'm just kidding. Gatchos. I'm kidding. Gatchos. Gatchos, for those of you who don't know, is J-Man. J-Man.
1: Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's I'm with Stupid in the chat room. So he's changed his oh, yeah. chat room name a couple times. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm
2: with Stupid! I like their show.
1: <laughs> so, how, how, how do you want to be the group? How do you want to be the guy? Be like, hey, uh, hey, we won one hundred twenty-eight million dollars, but we can't claim the prize because they know where we bought the ticket and they know where we're from and uh, who we going to get. Claim the well, prize. He
2: didn't, he didn't say that they were going to not claim it, right? Or they weren't going to take it. Did I miss that? I
3: thought he said that oh, they were oh, going
1: to. Yeah, but they're, well, I, I guess in Michigan, uh, you uh, uh, you have to go and you know and, and claim the prize yourself um, as part of a group or something like that. So it's not like they could hide behind, I don't know, oh. attorneys or whatever. So so they had to figure out who they were gonna who they were gonna send to the uh, uh, lottery place and say, hey, this is the winning ticket.
0: Uh, well, it's all
2: over the news now, so he might as well go get it. He can always say I wasn't the one who bought it, which he does say that.
1: Right, uh, right.
2: I wonder, I guess they could never find out who was the one who bought it, huh? They would have to actually fess up.
1: They, they, they would have to fess up, yeah. <laughs>
2: Unless they had video cameras there that happened to catch who bought it, but... I mean... I wonder if the person, whoever it was that bought it, even thought, well, if this is the winning ticket, they're going to find out it was from here. I mean, I guess you don't think that when you're buying lottery tickets because you don't think you're going to win.
1: Right, exactly.
3: That is
2: so crazy.
3: (laughs) You know, this wouldn't even
2: be news. This wouldn't even be news if it was like, you know, some some people in offices, you know, or some somebody that the people that work in like an office building that got together and bought these tickets. It wouldn't have been news. It's news because it was a church group.
1: Of course, it was news because it was a church group. That's why it's <laughs> <be> news. <laughs> Leave you it know, to cause... me to
2: state the obvious.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you you, you, you who I want to be, I want to be the other guy because they had two lottery winners that came by the same day. So I want to be the other guy because nobody's going to remember the other guy, you know, who won $140 million, you know, because you're, you're kind of under the radar there because, you know, oh yeah, I'm not the church group guy. I'm like the other guy, you know, because usually when people, you know, win hundreds of millions of dollars, they know who you are, where you live, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Cause right. it's a big frickin' press conference, but two guys came forward and And one was the church group guy, and the other guy wasn't, so whatever.
2: That is such a huge amount of money. God, that is a lot of money. I I mean, I couldn't even imagine winning that much money.
1: What would you do with that much money there, uh, Kat?
11: You know, I
2: know people wouldn't believe this, and people kind of hate when you say this. Like, of course I would keep enough to be able to live the rest of my life comfortably, okay? But I really would give a lot of that money away. and because there's so many people and that I want to help in this world. And, there's, and the animals, you know how much I love animals. First of all, I would open, like, the biggest, best animal shelter, no-kill animal shelter in town. Uh, you know, things like that. I, I would help the homeless. I, would, I really would like to do that. I've, and like I said, of course, I would keep a, a, a good chunk of it, and I would give a lot to my family. But I would... Use a lot of it to help other people and and you know people will say, "Oh yeah, sure, 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 but it's true, you know i i I just would, <laughs> I, just would. I, I because I think if I kept all that money, it would make me crazy. you know you see you hear stories all the time about people who win the lottery and end up going nuts in one way or another, you know because they don't know how to handle. Coming from you know living paycheck to paycheck to being unbelievably wealthy
1: right right so right. yeah, I'll just uh, i'll I'll throw this to the chat room they've already been commenting, so if the chat room so if you guys want a hundred and fifty or whatever a million dollars what what would you do with the uh, what would you do with the money and so we'll we'll see we'll see what they say, <laughs> yeah. Uh.
2: I mean that a large amount of money. There's so much I could do. I mean, and I just wouldn't build the animal shelter. I, I would build shelter for a nice shelter for homeless people. I mean, here we don't. You don't see homeless as much. I mean, you see a lot of poor people, but a lot of times, like in this culture too, you know, where I live, uh, families will. They live in huge. Like like families will all live together. They help each other out. You know, not in New York when. You know, like places like that where they just, it's not, it's different, you know. And if they're all poor, they'll all live together and put their money together and, and at least have a roof over their head and things like that. So you don't see like homeless people walking all over the place around here. So, but you see a lot of poor people. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I would, there's just so many things that could be done with all that money that would help others and help animals and and things like that. So <laughs>
1: that's what I would uh, that's
2: what I would and I would have a nice snazzy new car and
1: <laughs> What kind of car would you get there? What what would be the what would be the catmobile?
2: You know, like I wouldn't buy like a Ferrari or anything like that. because uh, I think that's just too much money to spend on a car. Uh, I, no. I would just buy a really nice car. I mean, something sporty, convertible. Um, it it wouldn't. You see, the thing the thing about me is that I'm I'm the kind of person who I I don't want to say simple because sounds like simple minded, but I'm simple in my taste. <clears throat> I don't have to have the fanciest of things. Okay, now if I won that much money, I would have nice clothes and really nice clothes and things like that, but like, for instance, people that buy purses that are like $1,000, to me that's just a waste of money. You know, really? You really need a purse that's not even that pretty because it costs a lot of money? To me it almost seems like sin, like a sinful thing to do. I don't know. It just People will pay ridiculous amounts of money for for things that I, I just don't get. I don't get that, you know. Uh, so... I have simple taste but I would buy a real pretty sporty car. You know, like a, I don't know which kind, you know, I what what is like considered the nicest kind of car today with that's not like a Ferrari or something. You know, maybe a nice BMW or or a, I don't know. I I really don't know. <laughs> <I> don't
1: know. <laughs> I would uh I, I would get a scooter. Uh, that's probably right. ah!
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, if I knew how to ride a motorcycle I'd definitely buy a Harley, but I don't know how to ride a motorcycle, so. Ah. I love Harleys.
1: Uh Rock says you would get a Prius.
2: No, what that's not that doesn't sound like a pretty car.
3: <laughs> What's a Prius?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I've heard of a Prius, but I don't know exactly. Okay. For some reason, it's not a very pretty car coming in my head. I don't know, is it?
1: <laughs> no, it's it's not bad. No.
2: It's... I, I would like actually, you know, what I'd like to buy now that I can actually probably afford it would be like a little uh, uh, what's the name of that car? I love it's so cute, a Miata, a convertible Miata.
1: Ah. Uh. I, I can, can so I? Uh, let me uh, let me uh, d- don't answer this cat so so let me ask the chat room and I know there's a delay in, in so going to the chat room so so cat don't say anything yet so 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 if, what color would the catmobile what would it be and I'll, I'll ask the chat room that so so I can I can see you cat driving around in a, in this Miata convertible that would be that would be kind of that would be kind of sweet actually you you just be like hey this is my ride.
2: <laughs> well, my sister has uh, a little Miata convertible, and I drove it once. The only thing I don't like about the Miata is that you really do feel little on the. I felt like I was kind of nervous driving it because it's like when I would pass up a big truck or something, I felt like, oh God, please don't move over, I'm squashed. I am road pizza all the way, you know. Like it, I almost felt like I was riding in a go kart size wise, you know. <laughs> it's like so little. But they're so cute, and I do like those beetles too. I
1: love—I've always loved the beetle. Uh, let's see. So, so they're so they're guessing in the chat room here. So, let's see. Hybrid Medic says green. Your sister says blue. Uh, Rock Dog says lime green with uh, <laughs> yellow rims <laughs> of the tires. Oh um,
3: God!
1: Oscar Talk says gold. Uh, J Man says uh, red. Uh, arrest me, red. That's what I don't know what that is. Red leather interior. Uh, so uh, is, that, is that pretty accurate there, Cat? Is that is that, uh, is that some of those close to what uh, what color car you'd have?
2: Well, my sister actually came closest. I like the metallic colors of cars. I like blues, different color blues, and I like black. Um, I like black. And I do like blues. Like a like a really metallic kind of blue. Now I have seen a color that's like uh on a beetle once that I thought was really cool. It was like a misty green. Is that right? Or like a it's not like lime green like rock dog said, but it's more like a misty bluish green metallic. That was pretty uh, cool. Mm.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: definitely no red leather interior Or yellow whatever
1: <laughs> Red uh,
3: interior
1: <laughs> Well I know there are people out there I know there are fans of this show That uh, are uh, are very talented With the uh, <laughs> With the Photoshop So probably before the end of this show They will Photoshop you in that car With the uh, top down <laughs> <laughs> I will leave it up to them.
3: <laughs> if it's cachos, if it's cachos, I don't know.
1: <laughs> oh man, that's, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, So let's, so let's do one more story here before the, before the top of the hour here. Um, so, um, so this week, Show tonight something that I think it's very important to mention and to talk about. I do have an audio clip um, from a news story, and then we'll talk about uh, Veterans Day here.
6: An Air Force salute to veterans everywhere. As Americans across the country celebrate Veterans Day with flags and banners. There's no denying the deep sense of appreciation for those who have served.
8: Whether you agree or disagree with the wars, you have to support the warriors when they come home.
6: But some of the older generations of veterans remember a very different sentiment when they came home. Frank Corsa was just 19 when he was drafted for Vietnam.
1: When we first came home from Vietnam, we weren't very welcome. But uh, today, I think uh, people have more respect for the servicemen and women.
6: Over the past years, the tide has turned. It's understood those who serve deserve respect. Paying tribute to our troops is even a boon for business. Restaurant chain Applebee's is just one business offering up free meals to vets and active duty members on Veterans Day. It's a small gesture, but one not overlooked by those enjoying a free meal.
5: It's wonderful. Everybody's like, you know,
6: it's
5: it's beautiful coming back to people, you know. I I walk around and like, thank you for your service, it's like, it feels good.
6: But for those advocating for veterans, saying thank you is not enough. While the outpouring is welcome, there's still an array of issues veterans face when they come back from war.
8: We appreciate those gifts that are given to us, but right now the issues that veterans are facing is
9: jobs, jobs, jobs.
6: Perhaps the day will come when people follow up that free meal with a free helping hand for a vet in need. In New York, Bonnie Ghosh, the Associated Press.
1: So, I, uh, you know, I I have a lot of patients. Um, you know, that kind of my practice who are veterans and uh you know that it was interesting talking with them this week. Um, and uh, some of them um have been through, you know, more than one war and and uh, telling their stories and telling about their friends. Um, you know, I I just want to let everybody know, you know, I really appreciate um, you know, all those men and women who have served our country and um give their lives to this country and 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 the families out there who you know are military families um you know just in this my little stupid way just say hey just thank you thank you for what you do thank you for uh, letting me have the freedom to do a stupid radio show like this uh, every week and uh um and it's, I just want to say thanks. I mean, you know, Kat. I mean, it's just, you know, just, just kind of seeing those things on Thursday on Veterans Day, just watching the news and kind of reading the news stories. There, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, it, it's kind of sad. It's only one day a year, but that for that one day, I mean, I just, uh, I, I got to talk to a lot of people, and uh, it's, it's. So uh, we should recognize these men and women more. I think.
2: Amen. I totally second that. Um, you know, I was watching the History Channel. I think it was, I don't know if it was the day before Veterans Day or on Veterans Day, and they were playing World War II in HD.
3: <clears throat> and
2: I watched some of it, and uh, this was, like, the first time that I had seen, like, video of, like, uh, people in concentration camps, you know, the, the victims in the in the concentration camps and things like that. And, I mean, I had seen pictures before, uh but i never it, and it always bothered me of course but watching this it was it affected me so deeply that i couldn't even believe what i was watching and uh you know you know they showed uh like all the bodies and everything and then they also were showing some of the people once you know they freed the, the survivors they were showing like video footage of of some of the survivors, and then some kids, and th- they would narrate. Like uh, there was a, a nurse, who, and they would have like uh, uh, celebrities who were using the voice of that person who I guess, I don't know, wrote this or said this somewhere, but there was like a nurse, who, and they were narrating how uh, how grateful, you know, these people were. And then they were showing this, they showed this video of this little boy, who was just smiling, like, you know, and yet there was like a little tear in his eye. Like they couldn't believe. Like she said, you give them a piece of chocolate, and they were so grateful, and they would actually, you know, roll up some of the chocolate in in, in, paper, in tissue paper and put it under their pillows and stuff because they couldn't believe that they might actually get more, that, you know, little things like that, right? And it just broke my heart, and I'm like, you know, not only do the soldiers – Uh, fight and get the bad guys they help victims and i can't even imagine what it would be like to be there and haven't actually seen that uh and the kind of overwhelming feelings they would have even seeing the survivors and how grateful they were and you know it, it just broke my heart like i can't even explain and it just amazes me that this kind of stuff can happen in the world. You know, I mean, we all know, yeah, it was bad. There was concentration camps and all this. But when you see the video footage, it it brings it even more to to your your conscience. And then I can't even imagine what it would have been like to, to have been there. And I wish I could explain exactly how these different people were narrating the story of what they saw because, but I can't, you know, because I just watched it that one time, but, Oh, you know, I just – all I can say is that I really hope that Hitler is enjoying eternity in hell uh, because there's nobody that deserves to be there more than him. Um, Son of a bitch. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say more. I want to say more, but, you know, I just – I don't want to get like that right now. But
11: it it, it really
2: broke my heart, and and I think – you know, whatever war that uh, someone fights in, they are doing such uh, a huge thing for us. And, and you know, watching that documentary just brought it even more. To, I've always respected the military and always, you know, whenever I see someone who is in the military, you know, here, like if they're wearing, you know, a jacket or whatever and you can tell they were in the military, I just see this hero in front of me. You know, it it doesn't really matter what you think about any war because they have to go. They don't have a choice whether they agree with it or not. They have to go and they do it. You know, they don't chicken out and try to make up excuses of why they can't be in the military. They actually do it. And I think that that deserves so much respect. And, you know, I I just, oh, that, that really, I'm telling you, that was hard to watch. That was really. I, I just couldn't believe the way some of these people looked. You know that. You know, and like when they would throw bodies on the, you know, back of uh, trucks and stuff. I guess to haul them away or whatever. It's just like it was. It was just terrible looking. It was just one of the worst things I think I've ever seen that I can't believe actually happened in real life. So, oh. I don't
1: know. No, I mean, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I mean, it's just uh, you know when you see some of these images and um, and when you talk with some of these people who were actually there, um, it is um, uh, you know I I can't even I, I can't even imagine what it is to be there. I mean, and you know as everybody knows, I mean the picture only can portray so much. I mean, but if you were there, you were in it, you were a part of it it is a whole different experience and I can't even imagine, you know, we throw terms out, you know, these, we throw terms out all the time, you know, like post-traumatic stress syndrome, you know, like it's nothing, but, you know, I mean, you some of these people that come back, you know, from war, you know, not only from, you know, 40 years ago, you know, I mean, you know, men and women now and I can't even imagine trying to get back into normal life, after being in a situation, um, you know, like that, I mean, combat. Um, so, uh, so I, I took my hat to these people and, uh, you know, they're, they're just, uh, they're, uh, they, they don't get appreciated and, and, and thanked enough. Um, and, uh, it's just, uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't thank them enough. They're just doing, they're, they're doing, they have done a wonderful job and they are doing a wonderful job and they will do a wonderful job in the future.
2: Absolutely. And you're right. I mean, if if just watching TV, watching a documentary can do that, what it did to me, I can't, it's probably not even describable to see it in real life. And even when you're rescuing, like I said, like the survivors, that, that would just break my heart. I would want to take all those kids home, you know, and protect them from any bad thing ever happening to them.
3: Right.
0: It makes right. me sick.
2: It makes me
3: sick. When I
2: saw that little boy and he was smiling, you could tell how relieved he was and how happy, but yet there was still a tear in his eye. It just, I I about lost it then. (laughs) I was like, oh, gosh.
1: Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So, uh, it's the top of the hour now. So, why don't we, we'll take a little bit of a break. And I have one more, a little bit serious story that we'll talk about and we'll Lighten things up here for uh, for the rest of the hour. But that's right. There's one more hour of the Dr. Anonymous show here on uh, Block Talk Radio. And uh, so we'll take a, a quick break here. We'll do one more kind of little serious story and then we'll uh, we'll change things up again here. So uh, we'll be right back. Dr. Anonymous show live on a Saturday night here on Blog Talk Radio and uh, back on the line with us we have our favorite co-host here, uh, Kat. Uh, Kat, how are you doing? Are you are you okay? Are you, are you ready for our, our big uh, second hour here uh, on the show?
0: I am ready.
1: <laughs> All right. So this is a uh, this is a health and medical news story and, and Kat and I, we you know we've talked about you know um talked about uh, you know mental health issues on this uh, show before uh and I think it's important to uh uh to bring light to some things. Uh so there's a study that came out, uh, this this is a story from the Associated Press uh from uh Friday, November twelfth. The uh, title is uh, Study, uh, Major Acne Problem May Raise Suicide Risk. This is from London. People receiving treatment for severe acne may be at higher risk of attempting suicide, but that is probably uh, caused by depression linked to the condition and not the drug. A new study says. Swedish researchers studied data in nearly 6,000 people who uh, prescribed the drug Accutane Uh, People may uh, be familiar with that. That's a uh, it's an acne drug. Uh, They they made a study. uh, They studied people between 1980 and 1989. uh, And the medication has been commonly prescribed to treat serious acne since the 1980s. Scientists said that it was more probable than mental health problems linked to the patient's severe acne. Explained by the higher suicide rate than the drug treatment. They suspected patients whose acne improved after treatment might still be depressed, but there were no major improvements in their social lives Uh, and there's a quote from one of the researchers severe acne is not a trivial condition one of the researchers said it is associated with an increased uh, risk of attempted suicide Uh, experts found a number of suicide attempts between one and three years before the start of the treatment though that increase was not statistically significant Um, given the extended period of risk families of patients may also have a role in this monitoring of, of patients so um so I remember you know learning about this drug and um you know and obviously acne is in, in especially in the adolescent uh, population you know is a, is a huge thing um and uh, there was a lot of uh, press um uh, associated with uh increasing suicide risk with with this drug and it looks like uh that uh, um it's probably because of a uh, underlying uh depression uh condition other than this drug so it's it's an interesting study we'll have to see kind of more what comes out of it but you know um medications and mental illness and you know stuff like that i mean it's it's uh it's it's important to talk about i think
2: well i mean i would hasn't Accutane been around for a while because i mean if that's been around for a, a while now right because uh It seems like I remember when back when I was in college and high school, people taking that.
1: Yeah, it's it's been it's it's been around for a while. Yeah, it has been. Mm -hmm. This is not a new (laughs) thing.
2: Well, so then it probably is an underlying depression thing, because I mean I didn't. We we this is the first we've heard about that,
3: right? I mean. Uh,
1: No, I mean there's been some press about it before, but I think this is kind of one of the first kind of formal studies. Done kind of at the research level as far as is there definitely a link, is there not a link? Um, So I think this will be a first of a series of things that are going to come through as far as, you know, proving or disproving the point whether this drug um, is associated, you know, with increased suicides or not.
0: Hmm. That's wild.
2: Does Accutane work on your brain, though?
1: You know, I don't know you know i i don't know if they, if there's an exact mechanism that is associated with uh you know um i guess with synapses or that type of thing uh, with uh, with brain tissue but uh um but they're looking at the numbers i mean there there have been some um you know depression and suicides with with people who have taken this drug whether it's caused by it we don't really know But uh, there's a lot of cautions. There's a lot of, you know, know, people are people have been getting a little bit more concerned and afraid of this medicine
2: because you know, like when you hear about, you know, giving antidepressants to younger kids or or like that drug that they use to quit smoking. Which one? What's that called again?
1: Um, Uh, I think the the brand name is called uh, Chantix, I believe.
2: Yeah, Chantix. Like. Those kind of because you hear those kind of stories with those kind of drugs, but it tends to make sense because it's working directly on your brain chemistry, you know. So that makes sense, right? But Accutane, I think of it just as getting rid of acne. What really would it, you know, do to your brain? But I guess we'll find out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's maybe.
2: Uh... I, no, I was going to make a no. I was going to make a tasteless joke. <laughs> I'll stop here.
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah. I think uh, I think I bring, brought the show to a grinding halt with that story. So I,
3: <laughs>
1: I think well, I, I picked the wrong to... I picked the wrong story to go with next. I guess. Oh well.
2: <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make a joke, but then if people are killing themselves, I guess I shouldn't. You know. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let me uh <laughs> let, me, let me try to get myself out of this thing here now. <laughs> I didn't make uh, it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh so, uh so let's move on here. So let's uh let's move on to a story here. This is uh this is from Germany. Uh, this is from uh, this is from Reuters. The title here is uh, German judge lets speeding drivers off the hook. This is from Thursday, November 11th. A German judge has shot the popularity shot to popularity after letting 42 speeding drivers off without charges in the last week because he thinks. Speed controls merely serve to fill the state's coffers rather than prevent accidents. The spokesman for the court in northwestern Germany, where the judge works, told Reuters the 62-year-old wanted to make a stand against the current practice of prosecuting speeders. He said the judge believes speed controls were not conducted to ensure greater road safety, but rather to provide the cash drop state with an additional source of income. <laughs> So he says he sees no legal justification for using photos in speed-related court cases and is calling for clear regulations about how, when, and where speed controls can be conducted. So I guess speed controls are taking pictures when you're speeding. Uh, but the speeders who think they got off scot-free may be in for a shock, yet the Public Prosecution Service can still peel appeal, appeal the sentences. So if you want to speed... Uh, just go to Germany and uh, you'll be uh, they'll let you go free. You can you can drive as far as fast as you want in in uh, in Germany. Um, I, that in Texas too, isn't that right?
2: Uh, I don't know. I I I drive the speed limit because I am afraid of driving fast. I'm terrified <laughs> of driving fast for two reasons: of getting in a wreck, of course, and I don't want to ever hit an innocent little animal or something. <laughs> You know, I I thought in Germany they they drove fast. Anyway, where is that that highway in Europe that's that what do they call it? I thought it was in Germany that people drive like super fast on.
1: Yeah, that's a super fast highway.
2: No, I'm serious. Like it has a name. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Um maybe the chat maybe room. Somebody, can help.
2: Yeah, maybe somebody in the chat room can know. But <laughs> They're, you know, I thought they all drove fast over there.
1: I think it's the uh, I think it's called the uh, the Pennsylvania Turnpike. I think it's what it's called. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish I could think. It's like
2: right on the tip of my tongue, and I can't think of what it's called.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Uh, they've, they've come to your rescue. It is it is it is called the Autobahn over there in Germany.
2: The Autobahn. That's what it's called. Okay. That's
1: what it, that's what it's called.
2: Okay. Well. Yeah, I would get run over there. <laughs> Just get like mad.
3: <laughs> I am
2: so like I have my friend, my best friend Martha. She drives fast, and I, you know she's a great driver. But I'll be in the car with her, and I'm like praying the whole time. <laughs> so scared. I don't like to be in a fast car. I don't. Really. I yeah. So I don't so like when it.
1: you're when you're in your convertible. Uh, driving around, uh, you, you're not you're not driving fast? Is that what you're saying?
2: No, there will be minimal wind blowage through my hair.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I mean, I drive the speed limit. If I go over the speed limit, it might be like five miles or something over the speed limit. You know, it's not like, you know, I, I don't really speed. You don't see me getting speeding tickets. In fact, the only time that I got caught for speeding two times. One time the guy let me go when he found out it was a nurse. And the other time, it was because I was going I, – I was it was 40, but it was in a 30-mile zone, but it wasn't, like, totally residential. It was kind of like a side street that I didn't know was 30. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like – I wasn't even driving fast, but I was still going over the speed limit. It, right. And it happened both times. Like, it just happened to be on streets that, for whatever reason, had slow – you know, had a slow speed limit, but wasn't necessarily in a subdivision. And the, you know, when I'm in a subdivision, I I feel like I have to drive slow, you know. But these two times were like in a, it might have been 35 or something, and I was going 40 or or something like that, you know. So it wasn't like I was just driving fast. I'm like, you know, it's funny. I'll be on the, you know, on the highway, and people are just zooming past me like a thousand miles per hour, but I get a ticket for going forty and a thirty five or something. You know, it's like please. <laughs>
3: and
2: and that one ticket, the one ticket where he did give it to me, it was like a hundred and twenty something dollars. I took a wow. defensive driving course. Yeah.
1: A I, defensive I driving it. course. What was that like?
2: Well, I took it online. But it was long. It was. It took me a long time to do it.
1: Well, wait, wait, wait. You took a driving course online, like you know, was it like a game? Did you like, have to like you know parallel park your and your computer? Like what? What was that about? No,
2: it was just like a te Like a, it was like a program you do. It's like an online defensive driving course, and. Uh, and you can, I mean, you can't even take the test until you actually have seen exactly what you're supposed to see, whatever video or whatever. So it really does take you the amount of time that it sh- that, you know, if you went to a, dri- if you went to a de- defensive driving class, it's like an all-day thing. Well, on the internet, it's like an all-day thing, too. But, wow. you know, yeah, I got the ticket off my record, though. Ah. So, uh. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, so, Kat, how do you uh, how do you feel about pigeons? Do you like pigeons? Because you like animals, are are you, are you a big fan of pigeons or, or not really?
2: Well, I mean, I love pigeons. They're messy, but I would like never hurt a pigeon. <laughs> I think they're cute. <laughs> I could never hurt an animal, but yes, I I, I like them. Why?
1: <laughs> well, there's a there's a story here from New York City who wants to get rid. They want to get rid of pigeons. I, I, don't, I don't know why they want to do that. Let me play the story here, and uh, we'll talk about it.
11: They're the speediest in the sky, and these racing pigeons are looking for a new home. Vito LaRusso raises the birds in Greenwich, Connecticut, but he wants to build a coop in his son's backyard in the New York City suburb of Mamaroneck, closer to his home. Here's what the neighbors have to say.
12: This is, like, horrendous.
11: Marjorie and Frank Viola not only live next door, they're distant relatives of the LaRussos. But they started a petition to keep the coop out, and they have plenty of reasons.
7: Property value, quality of life, and health. And who needs pigeons? It's my backyard.
11: LaRusso says these are specially bred birds, not like the wild ones all over Manhattan. But the village's buildings department denied the permit, so LaRusso hired a lawyer. The attorney says the pigeons should be considered pets.
9: People keep dogs in their backyard. Dogs bark, and they make more noise than a, a pigeon would
11: make. LaRusso says the birds, which sell for thousands of dollars, are safe because they're vaccinated. They'd also be kept in a coop, not left to fly around the neighborhood leaving their droppings. But it doesn't look like the neighbors will be dropping their objections anytime soon. Nolak from the Associated Press. (laughs)
1: So they want to get rid of pigeons in this New York City neighborhood. I mean, that's crazy.
2: I mean, he's keeping them in a coop. I mean, I guess I could see if the pigeons were going into their yard and pooping all over the place, but, I mean, if he's keeping them in a coop and he's keeping them clean, and he said they were vaccinated, they're vaccinated, right?
1: That's what he said, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, but, you know, it sounded like all those people complaining on there were, like, really old. And I am not. I have nothing against old people. I love old people.
3: <laughs> they're grumpy.
2: They're, a lot of them are grumpy, you know what I'm saying? They don't like
1: anything. I know, so you know, it's just, it's just, it's just, a, you know, a, another, another interesting kind of stupid neighbor story. Oh, hey, okay. I don't like what you're doing, so I'm gonna get my attorney involved, so you can stop doing that. Come on, come on, people.
2: Yeah, mind your own business. Mind your own beeswax. <laughs>
1: Uh, let's see. What else do I have here? Oh, here's an interesting story here. This is from, uh, oh, let's see. So uh, I won't do that one. Let me do this one. So um, how about this one? This is from the Associated Press from Thursday, November 11th. Ohio teacher accused of sleeping on the job is fired. This is from the great city of Sandusky, Ohio. A Northwestern Ohio school board is firing a longtime teacher after an investigation concluded she slept in class and repeatedly arrived late. The firing of the 71 year old Carol Smith by Perkins district officials was recommended by a referee in the matter who said her actions were totally unprofessional and threatened the safety of her middle and high school students. School board president said Wednesday's vote to terminate the 34 year veteran teacher followed lengthy deliberations. The Sandusky Register reports students had testified class was unruly when Smith was late and that they played computer games while she slept. Smith said she was (laughs) late a handful of times and denied falling asleep. She testified a condition required her to rest her eyes. What is up with that, Kat? That's crazy.
2: Well, if she's always arriving late and falling asleep in class, I mean, where was this at again? Ohio? This is in
1: Ohio. This is in Ohio. Okay. My state. Whatever.
2: Uh, uh, um, well, I know as a nurse, you probably could get fired for that. Of course, you're a nurse. It's a little bit different. But
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in, in, in school, I mean, you know, we're in study hall and stuff. I mean, didn't you, didn't you have a teacher that just kind of like dozed off in there? You know, they, they're pretending like they're reading the paper. I mean, come on. <laughs> Give me a break well
2: i i never i don't think I ever really had a study hall. I always was in a class and they were always talking i mean if this was a study hall then they'd give her a break you know <laughs> but and if she's seventy one duh yeah why is she, yeah. why is she still working at seventy <laughs> one
3: <laughs>
2: i I would definitely you know I, I would definitely be retired. I mean, pro- poor thing. She probably has to work. If if you're if you're working over the age of retirement, it's probably because you have to. Right. Well, some people though, some people don't want to stop working. You know, that's you know, you hear stories all the time of when people retire, you know, and they stop working, they get really depressed because they don't know how to handle it. They work for so many years, and they're used to it.
1: Yeah, they don't you know, know what they to do with themselves.
2: Yeah, they're like, I want to be productive. I can't stand this, you know. So, but, uh, I mean, to me, it, it doesn't sound like that big of a deal because in the state of Texas, they can fire you for because they don't like your hair. You know, and for, <laughs> that's one of the crappy things about Texas is there's, like, no rights for the worker. They can fire you for whatever reason. They don't even have to have a reason. They don't even have to tell you. They can just say, you're fired. I don't even want to tell you why.
3: Or I'll tell
2: you why I think you're ugly and there's (laughs) nothing you can do about it. There's not a dang thing you can do about it. It sucks.
0: (laughs) It sucks.
2: And I, I think there should be a law across the country. It shouldn't matter that, you know, what state you're in, that you just can't do that to people. You know, I think there should be a, you know, okay, if you're in this job or this job or whatever job, there's, You can get fired for these reasons You can't just fire someone for the hell of it That that should be Against the law, period Anywhere You know I mean, it's a shame, but when you live in Texas You have to fear all the time about losing your job Because you feel feel like you have to be Perfect in every way and never screw up Because you don't want to get fired
1: Right, right You know (laughs) Sucks oh man uh let's see let's uh let's do one or two stories before the bottom of the hour here so uh uh this the store would work better on video but uh it's is an audio show so but there was a uh <laughs> all the stories are from ohio so this is uh this is from Columbus <laughs> Ohio this is uh you probably heard maybe maybe people have heard about this uh, the 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 woman that tried to help somebody give directions and her purse was stolen and she broke her shoulder. Here's the story.
8: An Ohio woman looking to be a good Samaritan has ended up the victim of a crime and left with a broken shoulder.
4: She told me she lived in Asheville, so she was, you know, she was really friendly and and I felt comfortable with her.
8: The woman stopped to give directions to the driver in this black SUV. That's when everything went wrong. Surveillance video shows the driver grabbing the woman's purse and taking off, dragging the victim with her.
4: She was dragging me along with her and... And I don't know for how long, but then I fell ground and uh, I hit my head when I first felt it. I hit my head, and uh, when I finally kind of came to, I tried to get up. And when I tried to get up, I was hurt so bad I couldn't even move.
8: A passerby came to her aid. Soon after, police and an ambulance showed up. However, the thief got away, and now the victim is left with a broken shoulder that's going to take months to heal.
4: Because I would hate to have, you know, you would to know that someone else, this would happen to someone else, someone else that may never recover from it.
8: She also says she's going to be more cautious the next time someone asks her for directions. John Belmont, the Associated Press.
1: You know, I just, uh, you, you try to help somebody and then, you know, and then they rob you or, you know, they do, you know, they, I I don't know. It's just, it's people these days here, they're, they're crazy. They're nuts, you know, and I, I it's, No wonder people are real hesitant about helping other people these days because it's just you never know that you could get robbed.
2: I know. That's, like, crazy. You know, and she said there at the end of the thing, she's like, well, I'm going to be more careful next time, you know, when I give someone directions. And I'm thinking, man, I would never give anyone directions again. I don't care who it is. (laughs)
1: I'll be like, you're lost. (laughs) Sorry. You're you're on your own.
2: (laughs) Sorry. Now, get away from me before I mace you.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I
2: mean, that would freak me out. You know, it's like, gosh, you, you, there you you're trying to help someone, and then that happens. That's just
0: terrible.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh man, and, and I saw the pictures of this. You know, and you know, and, and her arm, you know, she's in a sling. You know, and and uh, you know, I just uh, you feel bad. And, and and you see the surveillance video, and you know, so she she steps up, you know, to this SUV, and you know. She's looking around trying to give this person directions and you can see them, you know, grabbing her purse and she gets dragged along for about five or ten feet. Um and I that's probably how she broke her shoulder because she didn't want to look over her purse and uh it's just it's sad. It's really sad.
2: That's wild that it was a woman that did that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That went to that extreme.
1: Yeah, yeah. So man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we we do have a holiday story coming up uh, in the last half hour, so uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit too. So uh, so let's see. So the last story here we'll do before we take uh, our half hour break here is uh, so did you cat did you hear about that uh, that story about the cruise ship that got stranded for a few days and uh, all those people like you know had no power and and they got back to shore and were, everybody was fine.
2: No no power in the middle of the sea, I would have died of a heart attack.
1: <laughs> All right, let's play this story here, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about it.
7: Call it a splendid ending to the Splendor's nightmare. The mammoth cruise ship towed into San Diego Bay by several tugboats and a Coast Guard escort after three days adrift at sea. By the time it pulled into the dock... Passengers were seen cheering on the deck before disembarking and describing backed up toilets and limited food.
6: I think this could be the only cruise ever where people lose lost weight instead of gained weight.
7: The evacuation of more than 4,000 passengers was slowed by disabled elevators, out of order like the rest of the ship, after an engine room fire left it virtually powerless in the Pacific.
11: About 5 o'clock in the morning, the boat started shaking really violently. Uh, being from Southern California, used to earthquake, so I just kind of felt like that, a tremor. Um, and then once the smoke started pouring into the cabin, then I knew something was wrong. Well, the hardest car was
6: at night when there was no power. No, we, we have one, little kids, and so we was trying to just keep everybody occupied the whole night. And, you know, there were kids that were freaking out. It was dark.
7: Despite the ordeal, most of the passengers we spoke to said they took it all in stride and wouldn't hesitate to book another cruise with Carnival again.
11: The experience was a little bit tragic, but the crew definitely made the best of it and made it very comfortable for us.
7: Weary passengers went from aboard the ship to onboard buses. Next stop for them, Long Beach, where their cruise began. Some are leaving from San Diego as soon as possible. Carnival is giving refunds and offering free cruises to all passengers. I know that we've made every effort to take care of our guests, to ensure their safety, to make sure they're comfortable, and I think we've really put a lot of energy and resources into making
5: sure that this could go as smoothly as humanly possible.
7: The National Transportation Safety Board has already begun an investigation. Haven Daily, the Associated Press, San Diego.
1: So, Kat, so so my question to you is, so when this thing is made into a TV movie, uh, who, who do you think is going to star in it?
2: Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um,
2: that's crazy. You know, I have a big fear of, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know if I could ever go on a cruise because being in the middle of an ocean would freak me out. And, uh, and plus I get seasick really bad. Uh, I sound like a big wuss. I'm talking about everything that scares me on your show today.
3: <laughs> a lot of stuff
2: scares me. A lot of stuff scares me. But uh, I would think just from, like, let's say somebody was able to talk me into going on that cruise, okay, and that happened, I can promise you they could give me a million free tickets. I would never step on a boat again. <laughs> it wouldn't happen, you know. <laughs>
1: You're not going on the big uh, block talk radio cruise. Did you hear about that?
2: They're not, are you lying? Are they really having a cruise?
1: No, they're not. Uh, <laughs> they're I, bad, just
2: come on. Uh, you know, I believe just about anything people t- I'm the most gullible person ever. I really am. But I'm surprised that they said everybody, you know, remained relatively calm. I mean, think about it. Four days with no power. Uh... Toilets getting backed up, no food, or they ran out of food. Uh, I mean, I would think people would be really pissed off by the end of all that. But
3: they, oh well, also, I mean,
1: those stories are going to come out. I mean, they just they just docked today, so you know, in the first and next week, you're going to hear all the stories of you know, all the angry people and all that kind of stuff.
2: And then PTSD. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I
2: would, pro- no, I would probably get that from that because that's how scared I would have gotten. I would have had nightmares <laughs> for the rest of my life.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: even with the, even with electricity, I would have probably never come out of the cabin because I wouldn't want to see the water. I like right. going to the beach and stuff. You know, I like going to the beach and everything, but it just the thought of being out in the middle of the ocean like that, you know. It's just like it's so big and and you know if you go down there's sharks down there and you know killer whales and
3: stuff
1: jellyfish <laughs> jellyfish I think there's a lot of skeleton keys down there Ah
3: oh, there's a lot of skeleton keys <laughs>
2: Going to Skeleton Island where I could see you.
1: Oh my gosh! Stop that.
2: Anybody <laughs> I comment on Facebook to you?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> You're the mayor of Skeleton Island.
1: Oh man. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's 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 take uh, let's take a break here, and uh, we got 29 minutes. Left here, we have some more uh, news stories here. The really good ones I've left uh, for the end here. So uh, stay with us, me and Cats. We got uh, 28 minutes, and uh, this is the really good stuff. So uh, we'll be right back. <music> show live on blog talk radio on a saturday night for our last half an hour here so cat how you doing are you, uh, you, you ready for a big finish here cat
2: i am i'm staying alive
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah <laughs> oh man well, you, know, uh, you know, what I saw today, cat, was really upsetting to me. So, so we went to the store, and then so I saw my first Salvation Army bell ringer person, and I got really upset because I'm like, hey, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. Why are you doing that? And I'm gonna, you're gonna hear this bell ringing all the way until like Valentine's Day. I'm like, what is up? with that?
2: <laughs> You know, it's so funny. Like I saw your tweet today about that, right? And I think it was. I don't know. A few days ago or last week, when you wrote how they're, they're you tweeted how they're playing Christmas music now. What's up with that? You're like a regular Scrooge this season, aren't you?
3: <laughs>
1: well, I mean, they, they just extend this thing earlier and earlier. They're going to be putting Christmas stuff up, you know, you know, in in at you know Labor Day or something like that. I mean, you know, come on. You know, it's well, just...
2: I, I have noticed that, too. I was going to say that. It seems like every year, in the past few years or so, they're doing Christmas stuff earlier and earlier. You know, it's like this year it was like literally the day after Halloween. They started, you know, Christmas things everywhere. Uh, even in stores, like when it was before, right, like a few days before Halloween, they had the Halloween stuff out and the Christmas stuff and other shelves ready to go. You know, and it's like, okay, what about like Thanksgiving stuff? Well, I guess it's exactly. just food, really. But,
3: <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> but yeah, before you know it, they're going to start celebrating in July. You know, they're going to start putting the Christmas stuff out. Yeah,
1: you know? <laughs> like, exactly right. Yeah, um, and it's going to be it's going to be pretty competitive as far as this uh, this holiday season. I got this story here about uh, some of the things that they're some of the stores are doing out there uh, to to help get your
10: business. It's not even Thanksgiving yet, but the holiday retailing war is already heating up. Walmart is going for the jugular, announcing it will offer free shipping on nearly 60,000 online items with no minimum purchase requirement. The move is a direct response to the struggles many Americans are facing tighter budgets, and a desire to get more bang for the buck.
6: Year over year, I think it becomes much more of an expectation on the part of the consumers, to the point now where Walmart
4: is giving them what they want. Uh, So I think that is putting the pressure
10: on everyone. There are some signs the economy is slowly improving. Many consumers are still wary of spending more this holiday season. Still, holiday spending is expected to tick higher this year, And FedEx expects to move nearly 16 million packages on its busiest day this year, December 13th. So what are the must-have or most-wanted items this year?
6: What we're seeing is, you know, definitely flat-screen TVs, um, the the usual gift cards, books, and all of that. But people are also starting to loosen their wallets up a little bit for um, the more fun types of purchases, so
0: jewelry and that type of thing.
10: Walmart is not alone in offering free shipping but it has the competition beat with its no minimum requirement. Target will ship for free on certain items over $50, and JCPenney will do so on items costing $69 or more. Mark Hamrick, The Associated Press.
1: So there you go, Kat. so free shipping. That's going I guess that's going to be the big uh, big thing this holiday season. Now, uh, like, okay. Now, whatever.
2: <laughs> well, I'm glad that uh that I'm so crafty because a lot of my gifts I can make. You know?
1: Like that um, big uh the big skeleton keyframe.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna make you a skeleton key frame. <laughs> it's gonna be a frame that's surrounded by skeleton keys and at the top in the middle it's gonna be a little skull.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Man, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna
2: make you something with skeleton keys this year, definitely.
1: Great. Uh,
2: Great. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll make you, I'll make you a bejeweled or a or a, a Swarovski crystal bejeweled skeleton key. Nice.
3: And you can
2: put it on your, you can use put it on your desk at work for a paperweight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Uh, So, um, all right. So this is the – I have to play the J-Man story. I've been waiting this whole show. This is the – actually, this is the Rock Dog story, too, the the J-Man and the Rock Dog story. I'm not going to intro it at all. This will just explain itself. And then we'll talk about it. At
4: this sushi restaurant in South Florida, it's not just the food that has people talking, but rather what they eat it off of, namely people, naked
8: people. I've heard that, and I'd be more than happy to go.
4: (laughs) We are not going to show you what takes place in the private rooms, but according to the management... Patrons had the option of eating the raw food off of male and female models. I thought it was really kind of cute because it reminded me of the Sex and the City movie. Just to clear things up, the models aren't completely naked. They are covered in body paint and they wear flesh-colored underwear. Also, food doesn't really touch their skin. Rather, there's a layer of seaweed between flesh and food.
12: We've had people for a 77th birthday party come in with 14 people to do this. And it's classy, it's elegant, and it's done with taste, not with tackiness.
4: Still, if you don't have a stomach for that, there is a more traditional option to eat your food. Sandy Cosell, the Associated Press.
1: So there wow. you go, so if you oh. want your sushi in South Beach, uh, then you know where to go.
2: You know, I think it's so funny that that guy's like, and it's like classy, and I'm like, yeah, eating raw fish off naked people sounds real classy, dude.
3: <laughs> you know,
2: well, at least like she was saying that, okay, there's some seaweed on the skin. And stuff. I just, this seems so unsanitary.
1: It, um, I don't think they're really worrying if it's sanitary, sanitary or not. <laughs>
2: that's just, ugh. That's strange. But of course, that's South Beach. You know, it's funny that stories like, you know, like the, the nutritional happy meal comes out of San Francisco. The Eating raw fish off of naked bodies comes out of South Beach. I mean, it's just...
1: Although, the the violent stories are people that are sleeping on the job comes from Ohio. I know where you're going there, Pat. Come on.
2: <laughs> well, I don't want to know what people think would come out of Texas. <laughs> <It's>
3: like...
2: <laughs> I'm not originally from here. I'm not originally from here, okay? I'm from Louisiana.
1: Woohoo! So, do, do, do they eat stuff off of naked people in Louisiana? Can, can you tell us that? No.
2: no, we just eat crawfish off of the table. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: crawfish boils are so awesome, you know. Once they, after they've cooked it and they're ready to, you know, put it out for people to eat, they take the big vat of cooked crawfish and just throw it on the table, and you just grab from there. It's a free for all. Of course it is on a clean uh, Table cover (laughs) I have to say that But uh, Oh I miss crawfish Mm, Just talking about it's making my mouth water
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know you don't see that
2: You don't see it much in Texas unless, Unless you live like in Houston Where it's a little bit closer to Louisiana Like down here you don't see crawfish You see tacos And Refried beans and you know rice, Spanish rice, and tacos, <laughs> more tacos, lots of tacos.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no
3: crawfish.
1: Hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk about a couple other stories here uh, tonight before we close up the show here. So um, uh, so you're you're going to church tomorrow there, Cab? What, uh, what what time is your service there? Uh? usually Uh
2: 10 central.
1: Ah, 10 central. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it, from what you were saying. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a huge church, right?
2: Well, I mean, no, it's not huge. It, it's, it's small, but it's growing. Um, they probably, they definitely have over a hundred people in there, but it's not like one, one of those big, huge churches like that are in stadiums or anything. Mm. hmm it's just, yeah, it, it's it's a, I don't know if it's considered small or medium. Well, it's probably not medium-sized, but it, it's a lot of more people coming to that church. Uh,
1: so th- this story is from the uh, great city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, that is close to Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters here. Well, like, I don't know, two hours away. So this is from the Associated Press from uh, November 12, um, or they say in Pittsburgh, 12 November, whatever. Uh, the title is Bars Closed, uh, Question Mark, Pennsylvania Church Offers Late Night Mass. Pittsburgh churches used to offer middle-of-the-night services for employees who worked odd hours. One church is bringing the tradition back with a 2 a.m. service. Uh, and he's adding a weekly mass on Sundays, time for just after the bars closed, actually 2.30 a.m. It's uh, hoping to attract those out late on Saturday nights. Like us, uh, officials have been handing out flyers at local colleges to publicize a new service, and early mass hasn't been held since 1991. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reports the service was dubbed the printer's mass because it was a popular uh, thing with newspaper employees. Some had just finished their shifts, while others would attend mass and then go deliver newspapers. That would be kind of cool to do. Yeah, we're done with the bar, and uh, I'm feeling kind of tipsy. Uh, why don't we go to church?
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, they're going to have a bunch of drunk people in there.
1: Like... <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. Cause, and they don't have any money because they spend it at the bar. So I don't know.
2: Yeah. They better save a little bit of money to put it in that basket. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean that's interesting. You know, it, I mean it, it is. You know, I, I think you know if for Catholics uh, on Christmas they have the midnight mass. I went one year. It was really nice. It was so peaceful, and I thought that was cool. Um, Two a.m. That's really late, though. That's
3: like yeah, yeah,
2: really late. Hmm. I think it's a good idea, as long as there's not a bunch of uh, drunk people acting crazy in there. I think that's a
3: good idea.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. All the normal people go at 2.30 a.m. So, yeah, they'll be <laughs> – that's, that's quite the crowd that well, they're going to
3: – Well, the
2: newspaper printers, I'm sure they're not drinking at the job, so.
1: Sure,
3: sure.
2: But, but yeah, if they're trying to attract the bar crowd, I mean – I mean not everybody that goes into a bar though or goes out and gets drunk.
1: You know. Exactly. Mhm.
3: Mhm. <laughs> they don't. Not everybody's <laughs> skeleton
1: key. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got 13 minutes. So so I have one more news story, I have, Well, I have one more clip and then one more news story after that. So uh this is kind of be out of order, but uh so I, I had a story about kids who do you know they're getting potty trained and uh they're, they're they wet the bed which is you know something that kids do when they're trying to do that but uh so but this uh father this family had a unique way of trying to combat that and uh they made the news so it can't be that positive
12: arthur warren was fed up with his nine-year-old grandson's repeated bedwetting
1: well i just thought maybe if we put him out there maybe you quit wetting the bed so bad and you know, and he did come back in here and sleep,
12: but he didn't he didn't do a bit of good. That's was a waste of time. The boy was made to sleep in this unheated shed dozens of times with only a light blanket. Putting a kid in the shed, that just brings light to the entire thing. adds a form of embarrassment to the entire thing. and It's just not healthy, really, in in any way. And Dr. Greg Jested says the boy's behavior isn't unusual, adding that 35 to 40 percent of nine-year-olds wet the bed. A kid that's just still wetting his bed... He's not doing that on purpose, it's just his brain isn't waking him up to go pee yet. He says, given time, the problem should go away. Positive reinforcement, giving the kids a treat in the morning or something they want, is good in that it helps them stay involved in the project. And then they don't go to bed um, fearful of what's going to happen the next day. Warren has remained defiant about his method of punishing the boy, but faces criminal charges. I don't see
1: where there's anything wrong with it, because it wasn't cold enough to hurt nothing, you know. I mean, if it was cold, yeah, but... No color in the laws in, I don't see where he's anything wrong with it.
12: The boy's parents also face charges. Virginia authorities put the nine year old in protective custody. Matt Friedman, the Associated Press.
1: So Dad brings his kid out to the woodshed from the woodshed radio show and he <laughs> says, You're wedding you're wetting the bed, so stay out here in the woodshed. That that sounds pretty effective, don't you think, Kat? That's
3: gonna
2: make the problem worse probably. <laughs> I I would think you know? And that's terrible. I mean, even if it wasn't cold, there could be rats out there, you know? It, and I'm sure it's not comfortable. It's probably what, the floor that he's sleeping on? You probably, know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think, you know, with the things I see or hear, that I, I wish there was, like, Instead of a pill that keeps you from getting pregnant, that you had to take a pill to get pregnant, and you had to go through a thorough psych evaluation before you could even get the pill to have a kid. You had to go through aptitude tests, psychological counseling, just to see if you're, you know, there would be a lot less problems in the world and probably a lot less population. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean?
3: It's just like, I mean,
2: some people should not be allowed to breathe, period. (laughs) 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 Uh, I just don't understand people. I I really don't sometimes when it comes to children and things like that. You know, I mean, I don't have any kids. I'm not saying that I'm Mother of the Year because I'm not even a mother, but I know I wouldn't do that. You know, if my kid was wetting the bed, I would not go to that extreme. You know, I wouldn't even punish them. If if it if if it's normal for nine year olds to do that, then I would take that as a normal part of growing up. I mean, if they were wetting the bed when they were a teenager, I might consider counseling or something to see what's going on. <laughs> but you know, you know, one time when I was young, I'll never forget this. I thought I had wet the bed. I could, I swear, I could have sworn I had wet the bed. So I get up and I go to tell my, you know, my mom and dad, I said, I wet the bed, you know, I was all freaked out. And they go over there and the bed's totally dry, totally dry. Wow. So I don't know if I dreamed it and it was just that real. Well, it would have to be because I got up immediately to go tell them that. But, I mean, I actually I actually thought I wet the bed. Isn't that weird? I just thought well, it... I'd bring that up. I don't know why. <laughs> I heard that story. I heard that story, and it brought that flashback back to me.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just trying to imagine that uh cats um ah! yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: like, I oh, wet the bed, I'm sorry, and they go over there and like, <laughs> me <completely> try,
1: <laughs>
0: so weird,
1: oh boy, yeah, so I you know, I don't know. I, I hope you know. I hope this guy. I don't know. <laughs> Just... Well,
2: I mean, you know that. I mean, what would he do if, or like if they if he ends up keeping the kid? What's he going to do? Like when the kid becomes a teenager and starts doing really bad stuff, or or really screws up somehow? What's he going to do? Lock him in the woodshed forever?
0: You
1: know.
3: <laughs> I...
0: My gosh.
1: Uh, yeah, that's just kind of, that's, that's very strange, it's very weird <laughs> Very
0: weird, very weird
1: All right, well we got one more story and we'll close it up here for the night So uh, this is from the uh, Associated Press from uh, Friday, November 12th This is from Marysville, Washington, Washington State 11-year-old Brendan Hale was playing with a boomerang along the Skagit River in Mount Vernon last June when it landed in the water and floated away. He thought it was gone forever until he went duck hunting with his grandfather last month on a family property um, in Skagit Bay. Brendan was taking a break on the beach when he saw a crusty-looking piece of wood that looked familiar. It was a boomerang. It was his boomerang, identified by a notch on the back. The Daily Herald of Everett reported that it floated 10 miles down the river and wound up on the beach at his family's property. Brendan told his mom, boomerangs really do come back. (laughs) <laughs> the title of the story is They Do Come Back Boy, 11 years old finds lost boomerang.
0: Ah, <laughs> that's a cute
2: story. But you you've heard that story right I, I saw it on a show one time where somebody had put like a letter in a bottle, right, and put it in like in the ocean or whatever. Right. Right and what 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 was it went like across the like across the world right and it was like 20 it was. years later they found it yeah that yeah. that freaks me out i can't even believe about that that was just craziness
1: yeah and i i think the note said i left the iron on uh make sure you turn it off
3: Oh yeah, I'm just yeah. Kidding. <laughs> no, I,
2: but it was no. What what did it say then? Because that for some reason that sounded familiar to me. But uh, I, I don't remember. But I I remember seeing that story right, and they were trying to figure out geographically how it could have gotten there.
1: Right, right.
2: Like it went all the way around the world
1: or something like that. Yeah, I think I think it was some kind of love note or something like that, and. And uh, they found it uh, months or years later, hundreds of thousands of miles away. You know, another another sweet story.
2: Yeah, it was like years later.
1: Yeah.
2: Like a yeah. lot of years later.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I wish I could remember it more. I wish I could remember it more. Here you say, see, I told you I'm gullible. You say it was the iron. I'm like, yeah. I really just <laughs> didn't remember. I really just didn't remember. So, but uh, that's cute. I'm glad he found his boomerang. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ooh, so uh, so that's it. That's all. That's all I got. I, I, I'm glad your sister called into the show. That was fun. Oh, I was supposed to tell you um, that your niece said hello when when they were on, but they they had to go, and uh, I felt bad that I wasn't able to say hello to you from them when they were still listening. So, but Aww. she said hello.
2: My sweet Haley. A little sweet Haley Bean.
1: I love her.
2: I love her so much.
1: Yeah, well, it, it, it's great that uh, your sister called into the show and just giving you some love. there, cat, so that was that was nice of her to do.
2: I love my sis. She's awesome. We're we're thinking about maybe bringing the Lamby Lowdown back, but I'm not sure if we're going to or not. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll see, we'll see. I had fun doing that show, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. So. How, how long, what, what was the last one? Was it like a, just, was it a few months ago? Was that, uh, was that it?
0: No, it was like a year, over a
2: year, maybe a year ago. Oh, really? M- longer, probably, yeah. Wow. Because last yeah, pretty, year, in December. Yeah, bring that show back. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> It's been a long, long time. Isn't it funny how time flies? Did it seem like it may have just been a few months, but it's really been that long? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow.
1: Oh. So, yeah. So, I hope I hope you bring it back.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Skeleton Key. And I love uh, it when you come in our cat room, too. <laughs> cool.
1: um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. You got anything else before I close this puppy up here tonight here, Cat?
0: I can't think
2: of anything um, other than thanks, everyone, for coming to the chat room and listening and those who are listening on their phones or who listen in archives. You know, I love you all. Even if I don't know you, I love you
1: <laughs> for listening to me. <laughs> uh, well, great. I, I'm pretty sure that we're going to do a show next week. Um, I think my schedule is free there. So so next week, just uh, you know, stay tuned here Block Talk Radio. We go to Anonymous, uh dot com, and, uh, and we'll we'll do this again. But uh, Kat, as always, great job tonight. Um, you too, man. I'm glad it was better than last night. So
2: uh. <laughs> you know what? You weren't that bad. You weren't that
1: bad last night. Uh- so yeah, don't 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 listen to show 193, kids. Don't don't listen to it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I felt better today than I did last night. So maybe maybe Friday night's not for us, but Saturday night is definitely for us. Awesome.
2: Well, I'll <laughs> be here with bells on. I wish I had bells to chingaling right now. You know that freaked me out. You saw you saw my DM right. I listened to our show a couple from a couple of times ago. I don't know when it was. I had whistled on the air, and it sounded like I screamed, and it scared the crap out of me. It scared I it was funny. me. <laughs> I but could it
3: was you funny. tell on the?
2: Could you tell on the phone that I was whistling? Because when you listen back to it, it sounded like I screamed.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd have to listen to it again because <laughs> I, well, I didn't you, get that. But oh well.
2: Well, but on because on the phone though, you heard me whistle though. It sounded like a whistle, right? Right it scared me so bad i'm like oh my god what was that and i'm like oh yeah whistled
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i scared myself
1: all right so we're done so thanks uh thanks a lot cat for uh for joining me here tonight and uh we'll be back on the air uh, pretty soon so uh I hope you have a great uh, rest of the weekend there, Kat.
2: Thanks, man. You too. And great job by you too, man.
1: <laughs> all right, Bye, kid. everyone.
2: I love you all. Mwah!
3: All
1: right, kids. So uh, i got less than a minute here left. So thank you all for joining me here this evening. Uh, you can go to DrAnonymous.com, dot Dr. Dr. org. And uh, if you go to my uh, blog there, DrAnonymous.com, they'll uh, let you know uh, when the next show is, or even here on blogtalkradio.com slash DrAnonymous. I'm done here this evening. Thank you for joining me. There's no post show here tonight. I'm going right to bed. So uh, good night, everybody.